0: Writers often mistake snappy dialogue for good dialogue, and that's an easy way to lose readers. Because unrealistic dialogue is one of the easiest ways to shut readers out and make them lose interest in your novel. So today I'm going to tell you my seven golden rules of dialogue and the six things that you need to avoid if you want readers to stay engaged in your novel, turning pages, and gushing about your work. Hello and welcome to the Many Worlds Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Davis. I'm a developmental editor, a book coach, and a fellow storyteller. And this is the show that's all about how to brainstorm, write, edit, publish, and sell a powerful speculative fiction novel, and maybe just change the world too. So dialogue is actually really important in your novel, and it's a lot trickier than some writers think, So let me explain at first why I say it's so important. Well, it's important because humans are actually social animals, and that means that we pay a whole lot of attention to moments of social interaction. And nothing says social interaction more than two characters talking to each other. And we pay special attention to those moments because that's where things can go wrong. That's where there are potential dangers. That's where there could be misunderstandings. That's where uh, the characters are revealing secrets to each other or not. So we do pay special attention to that. That's why I want to share with you all of the rules and tips and tricks and techniques that I've learned through my years of editing so that your dialogue can really uh, speak to readers, captivate them, draw them in, keep them turning pages, and maybe even make them gush about your novel. Before we dive in too far, I just want to stop for a minute and say, if you haven't already done so, please take a moment to subscribe or follow the show. It's the easiest way to show your support and make sure there are many, many more episodes to come. Also, you should know, that there is a dialogue checklist that you can get for this episode. So please go to the show notes. You can get that checklist for free. And if you want a much longer course on how to write dialogue with uh, chutzpah, let's say, there's also a link in the show notes for that. So go down there and check those two out. All right, everybody, let's dive into the seven golden rules of dialogue. Golden rule number one. Dialogue in your novel is not real life speech. That's right. I hear writers all the time saying that they're going to go to coffee shops and eavesdrop on people talking to figure out how to write dialogue in their novel. And while this can be helpful because it can help you figure out what kinds of words and phrases different people are using, It can also cause you to fall into a trap and think that the dialogue in your novel needs to actually sound like the conversations we have in real life. Nothing could be further from the truth. Actually, real life dialogue, real life conversations are boring. They're filled with niceties and chit chat, and they would literally put your reader to sleep. So you don't want that. Instead, you just need to borrow a little bit from real life. You need to borrow words and phrases that make your dialogue sound authentic, but then you have to realize that you're actually using the good parts version of a conversation. And so you're distilling things down. It's like the concentrated orange juice of a real conversation. And many times the dialogue in our novels, they're actually going to be things that people might not ever actually say to each other because in real life, we like to avoid talking about real things. And in your novel, you have to get some substance there on the page. So always be aware of that, that you are writing something that is supposed to seem like real conversation, but it's not like real life conversation. The dialogue in your book is working, it's there to do a job. Okay, so what kinds of jobs is it there to do? Well, the first one is it can be there to move the plot along. So the plot, you can, you can insert all sorts of plot items into your dialogue in a very unobtrusive and seamless way that will engage your readers and keep them very interested. Because again, we're social animals and we're paying special attention to dialogue. So that's one thing. It can help move the plot along. Um, Number two, it can actually help move the character along. It can help reveal the character. So we can tell a lot about someone by what they're saying or choosing not to say. Um, And that can be incredibly powerful. You can reveal character that way. So hold on to that. That's a really important one. And number three, it's often there to build tension and suspense. As I said earlier in this episode, there is nothing more dangerous than when two people are talking in a novel because that's where change can happen. That's where misunderstandings can happen. That's where the truth can come out. So when you're writing dialogue, make sure to use that. Make sure that you are using all of your techniques in order to get in that delicious subtext, which will build tension and suspense. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But yes, tension and suspense. That's another great job that dialogue can do. Golden rule number two. Before you sit down to write dialogue, you need to figure out what the purpose of that dialogue really is. Because when we sit down and start writing and we put two characters together and start letting them talk, very often we lose control of the situation. The characters take control and they start having all of this snappy dialogue that really is about nothing and does nothing and doesn't move the story forward in any way that serves the story. So what you need to do is figure out, okay, what is the purpose of this? Why have I put these two characters in this conversation in the first place? So maybe you want to reveal something about the plot, right? Maybe you want to reveal something about one of the characters or both of the characters. Maybe you want to build that tension and suspense that we talked about. Maybe you're doing all of these things. In fact, Probably, if you're writing really good dialogue, you should be doing several of these things, right? But you need to know what it is that you are trying to do. So when the characters start to sort of jump the rails and go off on their own, you can reel them back in and say, oh, yeah, the conversation was going off in this direction, but that doesn't do anything for my story. So I'm going to bring it back over here because that's the purpose of this dialogue. Golden rule number three. Let your characters sound natural. That's right. Let them sound natural. So many times I see writers make the mistake of having their characters sound too formal and too much like they're giving a lecture in a lecture hall. Uh, Instead, you need to make sure the conversation sounds very much like normal speech would sound in that your character should use contractions. They should use uh, vernacular and slang if it fits their character. They should use sentence fragments. They should sometimes maybe stumble over their words. They're not always going to say exactly what they mean, right? They're not going to be able to put some things into words correctly. So just be aware of that when you're having your characters talk to each other, that it is perfectly normal for a person to use poor grammar when they're just speaking to one another. It's perfectly normal for someone to end a sentence on a preposition, right? So all of those things are what real dialogue sounds like. And this is where we can borrow from what real conversations sound like and apply it to dialogue in that we don't want our characters to sound too formal unless there is a good reason for that, right? Now, if there is something that you're trying to reveal about a character, through their use of too formal dialogue, that's fine. But if you're just doing it because it, it sounds you know, cleaner or, or whatever you're going for, make sure to avoid that. Make sure to think, well, how would this person really say this? How did I say something like this when I tried to speak it once, right? And then go with that. Golden rule number four, insert subtext into your dialogue. So subtext is all of that stuff that's going on beneath the surface of the dialogue. So it's a higher level dialogue skill, but it's absolutely a must if you're going to write dialogue that interests readers. So when I think about dialogue, I think about this. I think that people don't usually say what they mean or they don't usually mean what they say. There's always like layers to it. So you can start framing it about what does this conversation seem to be about on the surface, but what's it really about underneath? For instance, if you have a wife and a husband talking about uh, being angry about someone not doing the laundry, that might be what it's about on the surface, but what deeper issues are they actually talking about in this conversation? Um, You can also think about subtext as things that are accidentally being conveyed in an indirect way, an eye roll, a sigh. You can think about it also as things that are being indirectly conveyed on purpose, like an eye roll or a sigh. For instance, if you have a teenager like I do, you certainly know that they often convey things indirectly and they're doing it definitely on purpose. So it's all of that delicious layering that you can do with conversation that really makes the reader feel the tension and suspense and the idea that this is a potentially dangerous situation, a potentially um, volatile uh, situation that they need to pay special attention to. And this is also a really good way to reveal things about your character, because if someone says they're fine or... They're clearly upset, but they don't want to talk about it. You know, all of those things are are subtextual, and we can learn a lot about a character by examining those moments. Golden rule number five, let the dialogue match the speaker. So when you start to write dialogue for a character, I want you to really think about who they are, meaning what's their age, what's their educational level, What's, what are the surroundings like? Like, what's the context of the conversation? Are they talking to their boss or are they talking to their girlfriend? Um, what region were they born? Are there any particular ways that they might speak because of that? So all of these things will help you to make your character sound more authentic and more believable. One of my pet peeves is when I read dialogue in a book and the dialogue does not, for instance, match the age of the character. That you can tell if someone is writing dialogue that should come out of an adult's mouth, but they're making it come out of a nine-year-old's mouth. In fact, um, I spent a long time as a high school teacher, and let me tell you, kids speak in an entirely different way than adults do. And that doesn't mean that you need to pepper your dialogue with whatever the newest slang for teenagers is if you're writing a teenager. But what I do mean is that you need to consider the types of words that would be and phrases that would be used. And you also need to consider uh, how they would even just form their sentences. It's very, very different. So always consider that when you are trying to write dialogue for a particular character. Golden rule number six, give each character a distinct voice. What I mean by that is that all of your characters should not sound the same. If they do, the, the reader is going to quickly figure that out and it's going to feel very, very monotonous for them as they're reading. So what I would suggest is, um, so I am a trained copy editor, <laughs> so when I say this, um, forgive the language, but I would almost make a little style guide for each of your characters, meaning um, go through and say, okay, this is, these are the types of words and phrases that this character would use. And so you just keep track of that. Like what phrases and words are often used by each character? How do they speak? Do they speak in complete sentences or do they tend to speak in fragments? Also, um, are they really, really open or do they tend to be quite closed off? Um, There are all sorts of those little things that you can keep track of on your little style guide for each character so that every time that character shows up, the reader feels them, feels their voice um, deeply. And they could probably tell who was talking, even if you took away all the dialogue tags and all the action beats. All right, are you ready? We have arrived at golden rule number seven. You have to balance dialogue and narration. So oftentimes, writers will get so excited about their dialogue that they have this uh, tendency to just write the dialogue almost like a screenplay. And it's just one character speaking and then another and another and another like that um, with hardly any dialogue tags or action beats. And sometimes that can be okay in, in very fast, very, very fast paced scenes when the exchanges are short and we need to feel that rushing uh, focus of the intensity of that moment. But for the most part, you actually need to balance your narration with your dialogue, and for good reason. Um, Not only do you need dialogue tags so that the reader knows who's talking without ever having to worry about it, you also want to be able to put action beats in there so that we can see what the characters are doing and we can get a sense of their body language and what that's telling us about the subtext of the moment. How are they feeling um, that might be different than what they're saying? Also, you don't just want those action beats. uh, You also want to be able to put world building in there. So if you are a speculative fiction writer, and I'm guessing that most of the people who are listening to this podcast are, uh, then you know you have got a lot of world building to do, and it's a great place to do it. You can intersperse breadcrumbs of world building between bits of conversation. And that can make it a whole lot more palatable and a whole lot, it'll feel so seamless. It'll feel like you're just weaving a thread through instead of sort of dumping something on the reader. Also, along with world building, you can also insert backstory. Backstory is another thing that you want to spread like breadcrumbs throughout your story instead of just sort of dumping it all into one place. And wow, Backstory is an amazing thing to sprinkle in conversation because it's in conversation that two characters can be talking about something that will make uh, the point of view character think about something from the past, consider the past in relationship to what's happening in the present moment. So it is a brilliant place to put backstory. So always think about that. I think a novel that is really great with that, and I just think it's a, a wonderful Uh, and powerful example of balancing narration and dialogue is The Hunger Games. Yes, I'm a fan. So if you want to see how this is done seamlessly, go check out that book. All right, we are all done with the seven golden rules of great dialogue. And now we're going to move on to the six things that you need to avoid. We're gonna go through this really, really fast. And in fact, we've gone through all of this really, really fast, and we haven't given a whole lot of examples. So if you're interested in knowing more about this and taking a real deep dive into dialogue, please check out my course in the show notes. There is a link for it there, and it will go into detail and show you all the nuts and bolts of everything, I promise you. Let's move along. Okay, are you ready? The first thing to avoid is filler words and phrases. Things like er, um, uh, you know, Ah, does that make sense? So I actually literally say these all the time. So you wouldn't wanna quote my speech for a character in your novel. And I think we actually all kind of use these phrases a lot, but we need to get them out of our novels unless we're doing it on purpose. Meaning, maybe we're trying to show that one particular character is like socially inept or not good at talking to other people or incredibly nervous. And if that's the case, you can go ahead and use it for that character in that moment. But don't just have these words and phrases everywhere. It will bore your readers. The second thing to avoid is small talk or chit chat. Um, Avoid this at all costs, unless it's there for a story important reason, like showing that someone is really nervous or showing that two people don't really have anything meaningful to talk about. Number three, Avoid having characters call each other by name too often. So a lot of times writers will throw this in and they'll keep having characters refer to each other by their first name and it totally doesn't work. Use that only sparingly. Most of the time when we're talking to other people, we do not address them by their first name. The fourth thing that you want to avoid is talking heads. I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier when I talked about balancing narration and dialogue But talking heads is that time when writers will often put uh, line after line after line of dialogue with nothing breaking it up. There are no dialogue tags. There are no action beats. And it becomes really hard for readers to follow who is saying what. There are some books that I'm thinking about right now that are offenders here. So you will find some of these in print, uh, but I would definitely say avoid doing it because if a reader has to kind of try and track back to figure out who's talking, they're probably going to put that book down. So don't do that. And besides, dialogue is such a great place to add in things like action beats and backstory and world building. Why would you ever leave it without anything? I mean, sure, there are times when you really want to highly focus on a conversation, but you can still fit some things in that really add to that conversation in such a meaningful way. The fifth thing that you should avoid is spelling out the known or the obvious. Um, In the writing world, we call this the, as you know, Bob syndrome, and we don't want that. (laughs) So that's where two characters are sort of recapping what is already known by both characters simply for the benefit of the reader there are far better ways to do it. For instance, you can have them start to talk about something and then have the interiority of the POV character fill the reader in on the rest. So they don't actually need to recap it all in conversation because that sounds stilted and unnatural and people just don't do that. The sixth thing to avoid is soliloquy. Um, so often I see writers, they will start to write monologues instead of conversations, meaning one character will sort of grab the mic and just keep talking, and it'll be paragraph after paragraph, and we don't want that. In you know, Typically in real life, when we're talking to each other, the exchanges are pretty quick, and that's what your reader is looking for in your story dialogue too. And honestly, if you make them really long, they get boring. If you keep them nice and short and tight, and they are meaningful, and they're moving the story along, and they are revealing character, then you have really grabbed the attention of your reader. So you don't need soliloquy. You don't need long paragraphs of conversation. You need short things in there. Okay, storytellers, if you are ready to learn even more about dialogue, please grab my free checklist. You can find that at miniworldwriting.com forward slash dialogue checklist, or you can grab that link right in the show notes below. And if you are ready to take a super deep dive into dialogue and get tons of examples and worksheets so that you will literally know everything about dialogue, I have a course for that. I created it for you and students are loving it. So you can also find the link to that in the show notes below. Anyway, I hope this episode was really, really helpful to you. And if it was, please take a moment to subscribe or follow the show and share it with a friend. That's right, share it with a writer friend. I say that because it's the easiest way to show your support and let me know that you are interested in hearing more. Until next time, keep writing, keep dreaming, and remember, the world needs your stories right now, so don't you dare give up on your novel or yourself. See you later.